This is Mark Hyman. Hope you enjoyed the chat with John Miller. Here's a bonus clip. John's tribute to colleague and friend, Vin Scully. I know that, that you're well known for your impersonations of other baseball broadcasters, particularly the greatest baseball broadcasters, one of whom is a man named Vin Scully, who was for many, many years the, the play-by-play broadcaster for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So I'd like to ask you, if Vin Scully were the commencement speaker at GW, and he was delivering the address in Japanese, what, what do you think that would sound like? In Japanese? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why would he be doing it in Japanese? I have no idea, really. <laughs> um, well, uh, let me just say that, I mean, Vin Scully, has anybody not heard of Vin Scully? Uh, because he was the great baseball broadcaster for the Dodgers and the NBC Baseball Game of the Week. And uh, probably the, the greatest broadcaster ever to, to do baseball and probably the best there ever will be. Uh, Vinny was out of Fordham University and he had an impeccable grasp of the English language. Uh, but most of us, we do the game and we just we speak English. We say, there's a curveball going outside, ball one. And Vinny was always a little more elegant than the rest of us. You know, Vinny would be, the 1-1 pitch on the way, curve low, ball two. Dodger baseball brought to you by Farmer John. Freshly dressed, eastern-fed, pure pork sausage. Mm -mm. Look for the farmer in the deli. Dusty Baker, who wears the uniform number 12, and it's interesting to note, if you add two to that and then divide by two, you get the number seven. Pitch fouled away, two and two. In an Old Testament sense, the number 40 is perhaps at least in a Jobian frame of reference, more out there than the number seven, which is more of a New Testament experience. But as Dusty himself once said, when I asked him about that, he said, you know, I hadn't thought of it. And you're listening to him, and I I remember thinking, uh, what? (laughs) I have no idea what he just said. I wish that I had said it, though. I know that. So... uh, I used to do this little impression of Vin Scully because he was so recognizable and he was so good at it. And I used to say, you know, it's not just young broadcasters here in America that are trying to emulate Vin Scully. But we went to Japan on a a baseball trip and I had a chance to hear the legendary voice of the Tokyo Giants, Genshiro Asami. And like yourselves, I knew of Asami-san but I had never heard Asami-san. So I was very excited when I turned on the television set to hear Asami at long last. And it put me off a little bit because he was doing Vinny. I turn on the set and there he is, Watashiwa Karakuen Stadium ni Orimas. Hajime maishide dojirushku lo botu. And there it was. So uh, I remember... Uh, you know, so I would do that and get get some laughs when doing my little Vin Scully thing. And uh, Vinny and I were on a in, in the late '80s. He was still doing the NBC Game of the Week. So he's in New York, and I'm in Seattle with the Orioles. And they had us on a satellite hookup from ESPN from a, the studio in Connecticut. And so they interviewed me and Vinny about the pennant races and things that are going on. 
And then finally, after we do all that, the host asked me to do this Vin Scully impression. So I do the Vinny's so famous, and I do the thing in Japanese. And then Vinny starts speaking Japanese himself, which was, I thought, pretty good, you know. And uh, so we all, we all laugh over it. And now the guy says to Vinny, he says, Vinny, uh, how do you feel about John doing this impression of you? And Vinny said something to the effect of, oh, I know it's a fine line between having fun and making fun, but I take it as all being done in good fun. Although, I will say, I'm much happier being the imitatee rather than the imitator. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. So now the guy thanks us. It's the thing's over. I leave the studio. I'm out walking in the streets of Seattle. And I'm thinking about, wow, that was so cool to imitate E rather than the imitator. And then it hits me that, wow, he actually verbally sliced me into about a thousand pieces. And now 15 minutes later, I'm just, it's just occurring to me what he actually did. I, and I thought that was pretty impressive. But uh, anyway, the great thing about doing the Giants games was that we played the Dodgers so often, so we got a chance to spend so much time with Vin Scully, who uh, was you know, one of my heroes. And he started broadcasting Dodger games, I guess it was either 1950 or 51. I was born eight days after the famous Bobby Thompson home run in the playoff where the Giants beat the Dodgers. Russ Hodges is screaming, the Giants win the pennant, the Giants. And I was born eight days later. I was very angry with my mom. I said, you know, I missed it. What were you thinking? Uh, get me out there in time to hear the great moment. So uh, uh, Vinny was there working that game. And uh, all those years, and a great storyteller. No matter what you tell Vinny, there's a story that he's got for it. So he wouldn't have to prepare stories for uh, any given game. Something would happen in the game, and that would put him into mind of a story that had occurred uh, years before and it's a storyteller's game because you have time between pitches, time between batters. And yet, uh, Bob Costas and I used to kid each other that when Vinny did the game of the week, that it must be that the players had such great affection and respect for Vinny that they would refrain from hitting a ball for a home run or off the wall for a double until he finished his story. Because we were always telling a story and just as we get to the payoff, boom, the guy clobbers one, and then we'd have to come back and try to uh, tell the whole thing over again. But, uh, but truly, Vinny had such a great sense of the game and what might be about to happen uh, that he would know when was the time for a story and when was time to just stick with the moment. So uh, anyway, he retired now, and he did the games. I used to kid him that... Uh, I know he'd been doing the games for 60 years, and I was hoping maybe another 40 or 50, and he might think about retiring. So, But he actually went till he was almost 89 years old, So, um, uh, and just one of the great broadcasters and great gentlemen of the game. <laughs>